Welcome to Something Crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to Something Crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to Something Crunchy. Welcome to another special edition episode of Something Crunchy. I'm Cullen Blake. With me as always, Blair and Tyler Dressel. It's officially Crunchtober. It's our favorite time of the year. As you know, we dedicate the whole month of October to horror, and we are starting this year off right. We have the perfect Crunchtober guest on with us. You've seen her in movies like Painkillers, Murder Rx, and 1BR, and she famously played the role of Pepper in American Horror Stories, Asylum, and Freak Show. Please welcome Naomi Grossman. Hi there. (laughs) Happy October. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you, Miss Naomi? I'm fabulous. We are so excited to have you on. We are big fans. And I remember like it was yesterday when you broke the internet after everyone found out what you look like in real life. (laughs) (laughs) So gorgeous. (laughs) Yes. Read. Everyone loves to talk to you about Pepper. I can't imagine how many times you've talked about Pepper. Let's talk about Pepper. <laughs> it, you know, I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds me. It's fine. I get it. Incredible role. Yeah. So tell us, totally. what, what are some of the most common Pepper questions you get? Lately, it's, you know, what is Peter smell like? What does Cody Fern smell like? What does Sarah Paulson smell like? Like, I don't, I mean, are these kids like going around sniffing each other? I don't these get are the it. questions you're getting? Wow. All sensory Lately, related questions? Or like... That's the latest. Yeah, that's the new thing, you know. Not the um, uh, Exactly. Uh, you know, before that, it was, you know, the typical the makeup take. Uh, were you scared on set? Um, what was the hardest part? What is Jessica Lang like? You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Right on. I guess my only pepper-centric question is more of a curiosity on acting when you're playing a role that is so outside of yourself. Was it challenging mm-hmm. to play Pepper all day with her mannerisms and then have to re-Naomi when it's time to go to the grocery store <laughs> or run errands after mm. work? Um, you know, I know technically it's supposed to be harder to, you know, play outside of yourself. But no, I, I find it, I'm way more comfortable as someone other than myself. Um. You know, uh, when they say, oh, throw it away, just just, just be yourself. I'm like, ew, like, <laughs> no, I don't want to be myself. Like, I'm not I, here to do that. <laughs> yeah, like I have to be myself every day. Like th- this is the day, you know, I, I got hired to be someone other than myself. So, um, yeah, I, it, I, yes, I'm sure some psychologists would have something to say about that, you know. <laughs> why it is that I want to be, you know, I'm comfortable being everyone other than myself. Um, But, but yeah, no, honestly, like, um, it's interesting. It's almost like if you've ever had the experience of like going in a wig shop and you put on the wig, like I kind of, uh, you know, when I put on a big, long, dark mane, I just, turn into Sofia Vergara. It happens. Like I cannot control my Colombian accent. Whereas, (laughs) um, you know, the pepper makeup was similar. Like it sort of, uh, I, as long as I had that on, I kind of just kind of wanted to go there. And, you know, then when the, when the makeup came off, the the pepper went off with it. So no. So you could turn it on and off like that. I'm just trying to picture you in line at the bank or asking what aisle has laundry (laughs) detergent after playing pepper all day. And that seems really her pepper coming out. Sorry, I just finished filming. No, I mean I think because they are so far apart from each other, it's it's easy not to like accidentally grunt 
your, you know, uh, order at the grocery store or, you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, because they are so far, it's, you don't accidentally make those mistakes. (laughs) And you found inspiration from the real life person Pepper's character is based on, right? Schlitzie Surtees, is that correct? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And so did you do a lot of research and study on Schlitzy? For sure. So, you know, I mean, my homework was really watching that movie, uh, Freaks, uh, which, of course, is a 1933, you know, classic black and white film. I didn't know it was Um, that old. I was thinking that was like... 50s or 60s it was in the oh, 30s oh no wow. it was in the 30s wow. um and it was like it was banned in in a lot of places you know it was considered really controversial um but i you know i would i watched that i i don't now that i think about it i, I think that movie the the video store closed down i think i still have their their copy (laughs) um but yeah i mean i just watched it on a loop and then you know and and even there were times i'd be in my trailer and before i had to go on you know shoot a scene i would quick youtube schlitzy just to you know remind myself that's awesome Um, the only thing i can compare that to is trying to do impressions and it always helps to either hear the person I'm trying to do the impression of, or even better, hear someone else do the impression of that person. Ah, and that always seems really? to like, yeah. Give me a find, baseline. Find it more. Yes. And tell me if like, okay, can I do that or not? Yeah. yeah I can see that for sure. And you, yeah. You, you I did that with Tin Cup and every golf tournament I ever played. Like right before <laughs> I went out, I was watched the end scene to Tin Cup where he put three in the drink and then drained one on 18. Did you play better? Always. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, it's amazing where you find inspiration. You know? Always in the movies. Well, you get <laughs> so much love for playing this role, and it's all incredibly well-deserved. Uh, the season 10 double feature just started a couple weeks ago from the yeah. time we recorded this. Have you watched any of the seasons that you haven't been in? Yes. Any favorites? Wait, I just, by the way, I said yes very enthusiastically, and yet <laughs> I have to tell you, you did cut out for just a second. And so I want to make sure, and then you see surprise. So I want to make sure I am answering appropriately to the right question. Your question was, did you watch, uh, have you watched any of Double Feature? Um, yes. I asked, I asked if you had seen any of that or any of the other seasons that you haven't been in. Oh, okay. Okay. So yes, I can enthusiastically answer. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> um, I just started watching. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I am biased and I do prefer the seasons I'm in. Um, it's just, I can't help it. <laughs> that is so funny uh, that you say that. I have something to play for you. <laughs> My favorite hands down is freak show. Really? Not even close. Not even close. I thought the the cast was his best. It was. Cast was great. I was really into Asylum. Um, Boom! Wow! (laughs) There you go. Mic drop. That was said two years ago. Two years ago. Wow. (laughs) Well, we have that in common. I think Freak Show is probably is my favorite. Um, Probably. I mean, I just I love the humanity of it. I I, and that. it's hard for me, of course, to separate myself from the experience of, of it was also my favorite. Like, I can't imagine. you know, living, I mean, first of all, New Orleans just is better than LA, period. Like, objectively, it's just the facts. Yep. It's for the culture. It's just and, cooler, yeah. period. Yeah. I mean, I live in LA, but I still prefer NOLA. Um, That's awesome. Uh, and so being able to go there and, you know, have to, you know, quit my day job to go be a TV star and live in this cool haunted hotel uh in like a, essentially like a freak dorm of you know uh dandy down the block and you know it was like that was really unique it was just a, such a special time and and you know the, the freak and i would head down to the uh clothing optional country club to go watch the show every wednesday with the rest of the world like it was just like wow that's so special and um and and that was just that was, uh, that was, uh, you know, off camera. Like uh, you can only imagine, like on camera, like sharing the scene, the the screen with these people. I mean, you had, you know, a listers. You've got, mm-hmm. you know, folks like, you know, Jessica Lang, who, you know, Oscar, Emmy, huh. yes. Yeah, and then of course awesome. you had, 
Angela Bassett. Yeah, uh, you know, Sarah Paulson, who, you know, hadn't won Emmys yet, but you could just smell them on her. Yeah. She was, yeah. you know. She did really good at her time. Yeah, and then there were, uh, you know, folks like the Freaks, who... Wow, what a what a group. I mean, people like, you know, Rose Siggins, who was essentially, uh, you know, born without legs, working uh-huh. as a um, a uh, auto mechanic in Pueblo, Colorado, uh, you know, basically on a skateboard, like wheeling uh, in and out of cars, like, you know, fixing them from underneath, like, and they and they found her and they brought her and they made her a TV star. And so to to be to have like that range, you know what I mean, of of, you know, human experiences. Um, it was just it was really, really special. And never mind the show itself. Like, I think just the end product, I, I'm, I'm really proud of it. And of course, my role be. was that much better. You know, I mean, we got to really see Pepper's story. You had which a whole was, episode like, time, yeah. like for that story. One it, of my it, favorite characters. It was unforgettable. Yeah. Um, having yeah. no experience to it whatsoever and just as a viewer, I think we unanimously agree that was definitely the best overall season. Just It was a special, it was yeah. special to watch so you can imagine yep. behind the scenes there is such a, a unique bond between everyone because it showed that way and it was incredible. I mean, I feel like so yeah. many can yeah. relate. Well, and on top of Freak Show, I agree. I think Asylum is a really close second. Like, it's legit scary. Like, they really managed to, you know, take all the horror tropes, throw them on a canvas, see what stuck, and, like, a lot of them stuck. Like, it was was pretty darn scary. It worked, yeah. So, So, yes, those are my favorite, and yes, they're the ones I was in. And so is it a coincidence? I don't know. But um, (laughs) I will say uh, when I was first enthusiastically answering your question, uh, I thought it was, have you been watching, you know, season 10 double feature and how do you like it? And I am hooked. Like, I love this show. I'm super into it. So right now there's been three episodes out. And so, yeah, I want to talk about it without giving away any spoilers. So this is Red Tide. There's six episodes of what we're seeing now. And then I understand they change it to four more, which is clearly alien-based. And there's supposed Mm. to be some crossover or tie. Do you know anything on the inside? Even if I did, I... I know, I know. You can't Yeah. I know. No, no, I couldn't tell you. Although she wants to. Sure you can. She wants to. I want to know something to tell you, but I don't. I really don't. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay, well, then that's even better. All right, now that you've gotten that out of the way, then you can tell us freely like Mm -hmm. where you think they could take it now that you have been a part Uh, of two seasons yourself. I was in Apocalypse as well, but I wasn't Pepper. Well, we're in Apocalypse. I was one of the Satanists. Do you remember how the um, Michael, or what's his name? Um, Anton LaVey. Yes. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, the Satanist church, you know, head uh, comes knocking uh, with his sort of um, uh, three wise men, kind of essentially. Uh, yes. with Kathy Bates, me, uh-huh. and Anton LaVey. Oh, Holy shit. But anyway, no, I how, how did I not? Disney. I've even seen your American Horror Stories. Um, yeah. The drive in, scissors. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. Oh my God. I won't spoil scissors. that, but keep an eye out Oof. for that one. Uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> keep one eye out. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, no. And hopefully covered. <laughs> but I love um, poppins of recurring characters or actors. Like, we fall in love with y'all. So it's like, yeah. To see you well, come up fun again, fun it's like we remember Easter this. egg. Sure. Yeah, especially for, you know, the Super Pepper fan who actually knows what I actually look like and right. to see me look like myself that's pretty exciting and you have a pretty well, memorable were, face well thank you much to my chagrin uh there were people who said um 
you know, oh my gosh, it was so nice seeing you and like play yourself. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I don't stab virgins. Um, <laughs> like again, like not myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, not myself. Still a character. Not myself. Thank you very um, much. W- wasn't wearing 20 pounds of makeup, but wasn't playing myself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still is a character. <laughs> still a character. <laughs> okay. So in these three seasons, American mm. Horror Story making up yes. one third of the seasons. Who was most fun to work with on set? Ooh, fun. Okay, this is going to sound, you're going to take this the wrong way. I am. <laughs> um, well, not you personally, but I can just imagine your listeners are like, groan. Um, I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, truly, I, I was the most fun. Um, I'm not saying that other people weren't, you name it, you, you know, name the adjective. But I think Pepper got to have the most fun. Like my role, a lot of it was improvised. You know, I was really? basically given this very broad direction and that was to do Schlitzy, which es- essentially meant like just knowing this person inside and out, you know, nailing his gestures, walk, talk, you know, you name it. And so, you know, a lot of like while I was not just on set, but even off set, because just like you said, the minute that, you know, wig goes on, the minute that the hair in my case, you know, in Pepper's case comes off (laughs) and, and, you know, uh, and the prosthetics go on, like I just sort of become Pepper. And so, yeah, I absolutely had, you know, crew members asking me to pull their finger and, you know, you it. Like I was the fun one. I was the one who wanted to play and that people wanted to play with. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm answering honestly. Yes. Um, but that said, you know, there were definitely, you know, there's always various personalities on a set. Um, you know, I would say Sarah Paulson does have a really great sense of humor. Really? Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. You wouldn't necessarily know that because, you know, she's often like hysterically crying (laughs) in the roles that they (laughs) cast her in. But no, she's actually she's quite funny. Um, uh, You know, the freaks, too. We we had a really fun uh, kind of uh, uh, rapport amongst us. Um, I remember. Oh, poor guy. Um, we lost him now, but Meep, yes. do you remember Ben Wolf? Yes. yes. He and I would laugh for hours. Um, he was a, he was a terrible speller and he would, he would text me, you know, Hey, um, I just got raped. And I was like, oh. what? <laughs> Cause you know, he's small enough. He could, he could have, you know? And I was like, you mean wrapped? Because you know, in in Hollywood land, like that means you're done for the day. Yeah. You know, you just got yeah. you're finished. You're you're. They sent you home. So I'm like, you mean wrapped? And he's like, oh yeah. So that became our joke from oh then on. God. It was always like, oh boy, you got raped. Wait, oh can't wait for the rape party. Oh, you know. So you know, we in general, I would say, you know, the freaks and I, especially since. Our responsibilities were probably less than some of the series regulars. We we got a chance to, you know, joke more than your, you know, average freak. Right. That's great. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm speaking Blair's language now. That's really oh. funny. I feel like we've become more PC in the years since. And so, you know, again, I don't know. Maybe that's triggering and half the audience is like tuned out no not but... our audience yeah, not, not our audience. No. Okay. No. if they're here no this, <laughs> this is this is, this is toned down god so i once saw a video of you taking questions by a little kid and you were talking about pepper and you told them american horror story is especially scary because it's based on real events <laughs> and your face as soon as you said that was priceless immediately you were like yeah I forgot how young you are. (laughs) (laughs) It's so crazy, though, how young some of these fans are. I mean, there's another video that I thought you were referring to um, in which a child who I swear maybe maybe four or five uh, is like at at my little table at a Comic-Con. 
Uh, and, you know, he's kind of fangirling. Um, I mean, he doesn't really, <laughs> you know, he's too young to even recognize shapes yet, but he's still <laughs> excited to you know, talk to me. And, you know, we asked him like, oh, so what, what's your favorite season? And he's like, summer. It's like, oh. no, 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 no. Like, oh. <laughs> favorite cute. season of American Horror Story. Oh, oh, <laughs> the, the clown one. I'm like, oh, my God. The clown one. He's seen it. He's seen them. Yes. That would be our kid. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I I think your kids have only seen a a couple seasons. Just a couple seasons. Only the first two. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's, listen, I'm not a breeder, so I, far be it for me to tell people, you know, what they should or should not show their children. But my parents raised me. I don't want to say wrong, but <laughs> they <laughs> basically forbade the television. Like it was the boob tube. It rotted the brain. Right. Okay. So basically all we watched was um, Sunday morning with Charles Kuralt, which is basically an hour long, like watching like leaves in New England fall. <laughs> right. Uh, or like we nebraska wave sounds like the aquarium channel like number one. yeah basically we'd watch that and or um cosmos with carl sagan so you've got to imagine like really highbrow just intellectual stuff (laughs) uh, for lack of a better word uh and um and and therefore like i grew up basically uh, like sneaking family ties and like, you know, watching facts of life and then like quick turning it off. Cause like co- someone's coming, you know what I mean? Other kids were off like drinking and smoking and like really rebelling while I was like, just getting my Cosby show fixed. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the fact is like, I think it's okay to like, let your kids see stuff because if you don't, they might grow up to want to be a TV star, right. you know, wow. and you don't want that. Believe me. <laughs> like that's the last thing you want your child to grow up to be. Oh, that is so. amazing. Well, yeah. I am excited to keep going. But before we do, let's take a break. This season of Something Crunchy is brought to you by Chronic Token. Chronic Token, ticker symbol CHT, is a decentralized blockchain payment solution system designed for and by the cannabis community. The cannabis industry grossed over $25 billion last year just in the United States alone. More states are getting legalized, these businesses are booming, and blockchain technology is the future. This all-in-one POS payment system combines passport and ID scanning, rewards, and inventory tracking, making this the first seed-to-sale system of its kind. It will not only bring ease and convenience for both dispensaries and their customers, but Chronic Token solves a lot of the headaches these businesses are having. You get rewarded consistently just for being a holder, and Chronic Token even has an app making it extremely easy to both purchase and stake your CHT. Whether you're looking for the next hot coin to invest in, or maybe you keep hearing about cryptocurrency and you're ready to get your foot in the door, Chronic Token is our recommendation for you. That's ticker symbol CHT, available in Uniswap and directly through the Chronic Token app. Get links, videos, and more information at chronictoken.io and check out their socials at chronictokenchd. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to Something Crunchy, and we hope you're enjoying the episode. It now pays to crunch down every week because we're hooking you up with big discounts from big brands. Up to 35% off Invicta watches using code CRUNCHY and apparel from 8080, where in addition to 10% off using code CRUNCHY, every dollar you spend goes towards an entry in their dream car giveaway. Don't forget to join the Something Crunchy Facebook group for updates, polls, and the web's crunchiest memes. You can find us on Twitter at crunch underscore cast, and feel free to send any questions and track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back. 
with Miss Naomi Grossman. So you have done way more than just AHS, and you've also done a lot more within the horror genre. Was this by design or circumstance? Total circumstance. Um, Hmm. Nothing has been designed here. Um, Really? Yes. I really fancied myself a comedian. Uh, You started in comedy, right? Growlings? Right, right. And I I really honestly always felt that this business is so hard that like the the least you can do is like find a gimmick, like get your genre and go with it and do that, you know. And so um, I figured, you know, I was very, really broad sketch comedy and improv was my thing. And um, so that's really pretty much was my concentration. It's not to say that I hadn't, you know, studied and, you know, I was a theater major in school and, you know, I'd done my homework. I, you know, done Chekhov and Ibsen and all that, but (laughs) I really wasn't, um, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't trying to do drama. I was definitely not trying to do horror, Um, but I also was trying to just get a job. And so when I got the, you know, audition for American Horror Story, I, but of course I'm going to go out for it. But, um, I, I, you know, like I said, I just wanted to, you know, get paid. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> You're it, it wasn't, that you could, and it happened to be, yeah, I wasn't going for that, but yes, I, I do think there's, it's no coincidence. I think that, um, horror and comedy are strangely linked they and, are strangely in a way that linked. I, yeah, I'd never thought of it, but they really both celebrate these really over-the-top characters. I mean, when you think about, like, you know, Freddy Krueger or, you know, they, these, you know, a man with, with a burnt face and, you know, his glo- you know <laughs> scissors on his gloves. Like, it's so ridiculous. No, you could just change the scoring and, like, a little bit of writing and it's a comedy. Yeah. A lot of yeah. horrors have comedy as well. It's, like, part of it. Well, like, that's true. I, too, you know? Yeah, I think that is a hard genre. But yes, I agree. Like you fall down the stairs and if the person like is okay, it's a comedy. And if they die, it's, <laughs> it's a, horror, a drama, horror, yeah. you know? Yeah. So uh, I do think they, um, they it's, it's really a matter of sort of just tuning that dial and kind of tempering, you know, I, I definitely, you know, Pepper totally could have existed on the growling stage you know what i mean yeah, like she's definitely kind of in fact there were so many times where the the producers would tell me oh my god you're hilarious in my <laughs> tonight's episode and i'm like thank you like it's <laughs> not a comedy like actually there were there were lines that were hilarious that got cut and i remember being like oh that was so i love that line but you know at the end of the day we're not trying to do a comedy so yeah, yeah they got to cut that there was this one in particular i recall where um i pop up between grace's legs in asylum i'm you know delivering the baby and i say she's crowning and then i continue i said you know when i crowned i shot out like a bullet <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious because you would like if you have an arrow shot out you know shoot out like a bullet um but yeah i mean every time i did it the crew just like erupted in laughter so of course like if the crew's laughing the audience audience. definitely is and that's of course what they didn't want um so it didn't you know didn't last unfortunately but i know um but i think it was my job to you know, in a way, I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> the um, casting people were geniuses for for casting me. Um, <laughs> I say that like tongue in cheek, but also like truly, the fact that they were able to look past the fact that I didn't have a whole ton of um, you know film and television experience, but acknowledge like, okay, this lady knows you know improv. She can act to the back row. Like she she her that face is gonna penetrate this makeup you know, and, and, and she's going to do this character. And I, and I did, but, um, I can't remember where this was going, uh, <laughs> but, uh, the, the fact, oh, the, but my job, of course, as, um, you know, a character comedian was to sort of, uh, temper my performance 
to be contained in this small screen, right? So um, even though if, if I turn her knob all the way to max, she could, you know, she belongs on SNL with the Coneheads and Toons oh, is the right? Cat yes. and all the greatest hits, you know. But it, but because it's not SNL, it's up to me to kind of tone that down and, you know, somehow find my place on the same show with, you know, Jessica Lang and, yes. you know, some of these you know, acting greats. Well, and you have clearly excelled at it. And now you are kind of synonymous with the horror genre. You kind of told us already you didn't grow up a big horror fan. You hoping Mm-mm. to glimpse the Cosby show. So um, <laughs> when did, when did Which you... is a horror unto itself. <laughs> but ex- I exactly. Um, so like, when did you start getting into this genre and get into any films of this flavor? Well, I was, you know, AHS definitely was the gateway drug uh and you know ever since that oh yeah after that that's when things sort of just sort of you know kind of fell into place as far as horror is concerned yeah so you didn't watch the exorcist and poltergeist and all that as a teenager um i mean listen i i went to the slumber parties and i you know, I froze some bras in my day and I watched, you know, through my, you know, um, hands over my eyes, some, you know, a movie here or there. But no, I wasn't a, a ginormous, like, horror freak at all. Wow. Yeah. No. I... We were so that house that played The Exorcist and froze your bras. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, now that you have the experience you do, what are some of the qualities that you find are most important when it comes to making a good horror film, fundamentally even? Mm. Well, the music is so important. Totally. Nailed it. You know, music changes your mood for any of it. Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's why so many times people are like, were you scared, you know, doing whatever? And I'm like, no, like there wasn't music. When I'm I on did set. There I'm wasn't music. And people. Yeah. Like all those jump scares, all those like bumps in the night, they weren't actually there. We didn't, <laughs> you know, so, so no. It, yeah. <laughs> the music and sound design is yeah huge i don't think it has um, to be budget i think that's been proven like in my opinion definitely not. I, th- I think it's like the writing like give us the twists it's the casting because uh-huh. horror is not uh-huh. easy acting and you no, need cast. quality actors to For sell sure. it yes and then like you said the music and the scoring is obviously just so impactful with how it's done I agree it's interesting how you're right about budget like people say like that if you don't have a lot of money and you're trying to make a movie like make a horror movie like that's that's the easiest budget to or that's the easiest genre to get away with with a with a lower budget and i don't know why that is maybe you don't need all the lighting maybe yeah because <laughs> it could just play off as creepy and it works <laughs> yeah i don't know exactly i'm not i'm not sure but yeah i mean there's rarely those expensive you know car crashes or you know sometimes you can get away with not a a huge list of big 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 names you know what i mean like right. i mean like one br the low budget movie i did, i saw one uh, br that was yeah i mean that look nicole bride and bloom who totally carried that film i mean she's in like every frame of it she was a total unknown and yet it didn't matter. So I think that's another thing. Like so many times people blow their entire budget just to get like a name. Yeah. And um, in this case, I probably was the name in that. You were and, the name you know, in that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but I still did it for peanuts because I'm really close with the with the producer. And, um, you know, I we'd always talked about wanting to do a movie together and and, you know, he made it happen. But. Well, yeah, fun. so that I guess that's how you, you know, how to how to make a movie on a low budget. Make sure for it's sure. a horror. Well, let's talk yeah. about casting for a second. When it comes to getting casted in parts, one of my favorite things about you is how you've had a more 
unique, aggressive approach. I really admired how you got noticed by Ryan Murphy and got casted not by waiting and hoping, but by doing and taking action. Please tell us about Red Me Entertainment and the background story <laughs> behind this project. Well, here's the thing. I will tell you, um, and I, don't worry, I'm going to come back and answer the question, but <laughs> I, I've written a new show, a one-woman show called American Horror Story, W-H-O-R-E. <laughs> and it's about exactly what you're talking about. It's like about the hustle. It's 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 about like whoring yourself out and doing what you got to do to get what you want. Exactly. Sometimes you just got to whore yourself out. You heard it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's not always bad. Like sometimes it's just it's what you got to do. Um, yeah. I mean, to be honest... I, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed that I, you know, of having to be aggressive. But the, the truth of the matter is I was not being cast in an in a traditional way, period. Like I I got my SAG card on my 15th birthday. Wow. I was 37 before I, you know, could actually go to the doctor with SAG insurance. OK, like 20 like wow. that's enough time for most of my classmates to like have babies and those babies grow up and rent cars, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and here I can't even get a, you know, a, a, a part <laughs> nurse number two to the left, you know, <laughs> scaffold doctor. <laughs> so yeah, I, I it was one of those things where I early on, like I, I would say, you know, after I'd, gotten my degree from a fancy theater school, which I thought meant I was like next in line for my own sitcom. Little <laughs> did I know it's not, it, it doesn't work like that. It's not like they give you your diploma and then a call sheet. Like it's like, <laughs> you know, and yet you know, there were enough people from my school that it sort of seemed like that's how, that's how it happened, you know? So anyway, I basically a couple of years upon moving to Los Angeles, it still wasn't happening for me. And I just I, I really looked deep inside and was like, well, what can I do? And I decided like I really didn't have any there was not only was I not good at anything else, but there was nothing else I wanted. Really, like I had to make this work you know, it really seemed like Hollywood did not want me, but like I needed to do something to prove them wrong <laughs> or make yeah. them see what I saw in myself, but no one else seemed to, you know, recognize. So that's when I, yeah, I just kind of, I decided if, okay, if you don't want to cast me, I'll, I'll cast myself. And I did. So I, um, the, you know, the red meat entertainment was born out of actually, you know, a lot of the sketches that I did on stage at the Groundlings, you know, the ones that didn't make it on stage, and then even then some of them that did, I went ahead and, you know, sort of just cast them and figured, okay, so they're not, you know, they're they're not on Melrose Avenue being performed every Sunday. They'll, they're on the internet living there. You can watch them anytime. And so that's kind of what I did. I, 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 I realized, like, it was absurd for me to expect to be, you know, cast just based on a you know headshot and you know resume with nothing on it I needed to actually you know put something on that resume I needed there I needed you know Ryan Murphy to have something to google like right. otherwise why would he entrust me with a role like this now obviously I did not have Ryan Murphy on and he wasn't on my radar per se, but I was just speaking like in general, like right. Hollywood needed something to go off of. Like, <laughs> so, you know, um, and the, the fact is no regrets. Like, you know, yes. I, I feel like, um, the way it works in Hollywood is you've got, you know, the, the developmental actors, that is the, the actors first moving to, town who typically are cast in those um you know co-starring roles those like like i said nurse number two to the left mm -hmm. type roles and i could not get those parts and i now i i see why like and it's nothing against the people that do get those parts like believe me for a very long time i wanted to be one of them but the thing about those roles are they 
need they are there to support the stars Mm -hmm. they are really there to kind of not disappear like background but kind of blend in and the fact is i don't blend i don't do that i am i do i walk in a room and i'm kind of i'm gonna take the attention sorry <laughs> like it's Love why that. i'm single you know it's like it's it's just that's who i am you so steal the attention and yes but great. that is why pepper was actually like this perfect storm of a role for me because she was a co-starring role like she really essentially if you boil it right down she t- grunted like like a one grunt an episode like she didn't have a whole lot to do at, you know so and and besides they're going to cover the the person's face in prosthetics so you're not going to give it to like a, a a lady gaga you know what i mean you're why would you waste kathy bates's face on a, a a bunch of prosthetics like that you know what i mean you're paying top dollar for that face why would you cover it up whereas my face costs basically nothing and so yeah cover it with whatever you want you know um so the fact is pepper was small enough of a role that i could actually get her you know but she was also big enough meaning uh stand out like she uh, was over the top enough that i could really shine that i could really do do, do what i do it. Yeah, that I wasn't, you know, she's not a blend-in type character. No. And and no character I, I, I've ever done has been. <laughs> you know, if if I'm casting it, it's not going to blend in. Like, I, I remember <laughs> I once worked as a background in um, the movie She's All That. No way. Yeah, and <laughs> they made the mistake in the very <laughs> last shot. The very last shot of that movie where Freddie Prince Jr. is sitting in the graduation, uh, he's uh, he's not wearing any clothes. And I'm, you know, they actually seated me right behind him. And I swear to God, I steal the scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I can't but, wait to see this. Well, I can't help it. There's a naked man in front of me. Of course, I'm going to like look. I'm going <laughs> to you know, cop a look. How of was course. It? Uh, I quite liked it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is like that was I, somehow they managed to let it slip by or maybe they liked it. Who knows? But the fact is like I have been on those sets where they're like, hey, yeah, you in pink. Can you m- move like 50 feet back yeah no (laughs) further further like 100 feet actually can you just turn around no even worse actually just go to your go go back to holding we'll call you you know like i am i do do not blend in so you know this was actually like perfect perfect role for me um and yeah i can't remember and you can't you can't regret your approach no, exactly. So, so yeah, I was, um, I needed Hollywood to know what I knew about myself. And because, the, you know, they weren't getting it, I was, you know, spoon feeding it, you know, until they ate it. <laughs> you can't look back now and say that that was the wrong move. That was the right move. I mean, I, yeah, listen, I tried all the other ways. I, you know, I tried to quit and do something else uh you know i tried auditioning for those nurse number two to the left type roles like (laughs) i i i I did it all and this is what you know stuck even then it stuck 22 years later so did it work i mean i don't even know if it works so much as i'm just super stubborn i'm just really committed and i've like obviously i mean nowadays with facebook like we know what our you know elementary school crush like ate for breakfast but (laughs) even if it weren't for that like if you asked my elementary school crush like what is naomi grossman doing now they'd be like oh she's probably on a stage or a screen somewhere like i have always been this person so yeah 22 years was not going to deter me like and i understand that you know acting it's it seems like that has been the goal and a huge part of your life but that doesn't make up all of Naomi. And here is where we switch gears, talk about the passions that you don't get asked about that often. However, Mm. we do our homework around here and yours was pretty easy to discover. 
oh, I'd, like, yeah. I'd like to move the conversation into a more yogic direction. <laughs> I understand that you've been into yoga for over 15 years. That must make you like a master tier yogi. Oh, I think way over that at this point. It's been, I think it was um, 99 when Whoa. I got, got into yoga. Yeah. Tell so, us about your yogic before journey. Before yoga was even like such a yes. crazy thing. Yeah, actually. Well, um, I, I had a very dramatic breakup. Um, which I, I won't spoil the solo show, but um, <laughs> it, it involves a boyfriend uh, falling off a pier into a, um, a coma. Oh, and no. uh, I suffered <laughs> quite a bit, uh, as you do. Uh, of course. Uh, yes. And so, uh, you know, I was, uh, I just, I needed to center myself and, breathe deep and you know uh so and and yeah so i i kind of found yoga and and it stuck and um yeah what can i say i've uh it's it's been quite a journey and it's hardly the beginning i mean it's hardly the end i'm right in the thick of it um yeah, I, uh, I I spent a while like in love with a, a, a certain yoga, yoga teacher. In fact, I mean, in these twenty three years, you got to figure, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, naturally. But I I think that relationship, and when I say relationship, it's totally one sided. Like I was just a student, but he was my like everything. You know. No, you don't and, have to explain uh, it to me. I did yoga one time, and I fell in love with my instructor, it, and it was like yeah. it was twenty minutes over a YouTube video. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, and now I recognize, like, it wasn't him at all. Like, it was yoga. Like, I love yoga. But um, I just, I never had a man make me feel like that outside of the bedroom. You know what I mean? So it was a really uh, intoxicating feeling. Yeah, yeah. But, and so, yeah, of course I go every day. I, yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. Actually, it's you funny. were stimulated. The, um, the, uh, that one BR producer that I mentioned, who I'm close with, we do podcasts often to promote the movie. And he jokes that, you know, uh, I've got my yoga cult that I go to every day. And, you know, <laughs> he's always trying to work around the yoga cult. Like, oh, what time's the yoga cult? And, you know, because his movie's all about a cult. And here yes, I am in a cult. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it is. And it's like the call. Like, I won't miss. Like, uh uh-uh. I cannot miss the call, you know. (laughs) He thinks, like, they'll do something to me. But I'm like, no, it's self-inflicted. Like, I will do something to myself. (laughs) Do you drink the Kool-Aid? Yeah. (laughs) So have you veered into any experimental yoga, the hot yoga, goat yoga? Are there any other farm animal yogas? Cat yoga. Um, That's it. That's amazing. I mean, I am a purist. Uh, I've seen the U- YouTube videos of the goat yoga, and I think it's ridiculous. I agree. Uh, Couldn't agree more. Ha- haven't done that. I have done hot yoga. I mean, listen, I appreciate it's like they're all trees in the forest. You know what I mean? Like, I love them all. I prefer my uh, Ashtanga and Vinyasa flow yoga, yes. Dharma yoga. Like, I have my own. You know, at this point, I'm enough of an aficionado that I know what I like and what I don't like. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't know how big of a, you know, how yogic your your listeners are. But, you know, I personally don't love the hot yoga. Like, I think of it as kind of a crutch. Um, <laughs> I see. If I may. I mean, I'm a little, oh, you, like I said. Oh, I'm, you may. I'm kind of a snob, I, I, you know, because the hot you're you're sweating because it's 110 degrees in that room, not because you're actually working out. You know what I mean? Like you might as well just go sit in a sauna. That's how I see it's it. Like, Whereas, for sure. All sense of like, yeah, and people are like, oh my god, I lost 10 pounds. I'm like, yeah, but you're gonna go have a bottle of water and, and you'll and put you'll it back. you put it right back on. Yeah. So like, I, I I personally appreciate like the arm balances and inversions and some of the, I like making myself sweat in a cool room. You know, if I can make myself work out and, and get the same like result, if I myself without any of these, you know, crutches much you know, better, but that's how I feel about it. 
I am yeah. totally like the way you just described the hot yoga and the losing 10 pounds by like the city. I'm, that's me. You described me in a nutshell. That is, <laughs> you sold me on it. But real, no, kinda, I almost like passed out in hot yoga where I'm, I'm the same as Naomi where it's like, yeah, I need a good headspace. I need a good teacher to help me connect and let me just like do me. Come to Arizona. All yoga is hot. It yoga. is. Yeah. I know. It's, I'll go outside, right. do yoga and like call it a day. Vinyasa. We're nude. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I don't understand how people do uh, hot yoga like in the dead of summer. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I can understand maybe like in the you know New York winter or whatever, where you're just like, oh, Need to anything to escape that. Yeah, yeah, but no, I don't. I don't understand. You need to go to your cult class. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, that during the pandemic, it's seriously like kept me alive like I I'll never forget like I I mean I was like uh, sitting on this floor of my you know on my mat on my in the studio as they were closing for the last time and just weeping and that's when this teacher came to me and you know said oh you you know you don't look so good and I was like I don't feel so good and she said well we're gonna you know we're gonna be practicing at my house like just a a handful of us if you'd like to join and I was like yeah and you know I gave her my name and number I mean I didn't even know this lady and I literally spent every single day for the last 18 months at her house wow yeah <laughs> so and it was funny I mean I literally it was like I was it was speakeasy because we were basically like you know I was like having to sneak out to go like <laughs> twist my body around with other people like it it was like so forbidden oh yeah but I mean you know like if my neighbors knew like I was leaving the you know leaving the premises to <laughs> you know the compound to go breathe with others you know oh my god have you ever experienced any sudmahi from yoga Ooh, what is that? Uh, experience like a high level of awareness or enlightenment even. Uh, Sumahi is like the highest level like of meditation. Meditation. That you can reach. Some people get, you know, uh, some levels of it from running through runner's high. Um, mm. I know yoga is like a real connective tissue to that. Probably. I mean, I, I never knew that word, but that's probably what part of this like euphoria feelings of like super sexual attraction that I feel for my teachers. That's probably what that is. You know what I mean? Like this total. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it's crazy. Like, you know, our bodies and our minds are, are all connected and you know, there's certain hip openers where I'll just cry. Like it's, you know, and it's just like, wow, it just opens up certain things. It's it's wild. That's like That is wild. No, I've been yeah. there, especially when you're just feeling all the feels. You're going through a lot. Mm-hmm. I can be the same very, like, in my head. Yoga can just, like, open up the doors to all of those feelings. Good, bad. Yes. lets it all out. When you leave, you're just, like, refreshed. Yes. Yeah, I'm a whole nother person. Like, you know, I'm, like. Sybil (laughs) you know that remember that movie yeah like I am full-on multiple personality between the person that goes into the studio and the person who comes out they are totally different and I don't even like that lady that goes in like she's not nice she's very impatient she's uh, you know she's uh, whereas I am I am so much just more equipped for this earth you know as after yoga like I can really you know, I, I don't know. It's like I can handle. I can. T- no, I can handle it. That right there. That is what a bunch of listeners connected with. Like that is what yeah. a bunch of people totally grasped and was like, totally. That's why I do yoga, or maybe it's not even yoga, and it's like that's why I play guitar that's, or run yeah, that's or why I drink me handle it. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Well yeah, said, Naomi. I'm excited just about what you said because honestly, like I do feel uh, you know i i tend to proselytize about yoga and i i do feel like if i could just connect with one person i've done my job and it's true like i i think back well my mom who used to like watch you know she'd watch like the lady on pbs doing yoga and like you know other people in my life that like i kind of picked it up from 
that I'm just like, thank you. Like that was the greatest gift they ever gave. Anyway. Um, oh, yes. So what what cool. do I have next? Um, well, I just worked on a movie uh, called Replica. Uh, it's yes. Um, Mickey Rourke uh, has a cameo mm. as do I. We're just talking yes. about Yes. Oh, you were? Cool. Love Mickey um, Rourke. Love Mickey Rourke. Yeah. So uh, that is really going to be fun um it's a it's a independent you know low budget movie so i don't you know who knows when we'll right see it or where we'll see it or <laughs> how we'll see it or any of those things but um i i'm i'm excited i have a really juicy part Ooh. uh we did some real acting on that set so i'm you know i'm excited to see what they came up with replica awesome. well give us a little synopsis of what it's about um let's see it is a love story between a black trans woman and a neo-Nazi meth lord. Wow. Wow. <laughs> now that's just a storyline. It doesn't you don't see that every day. No, I know they say there's no like original stories in Hollywood, but I think we may have just found one. Oh um, my gosh, I love this. Pickle me. Yeah, yeah. I got to see this. It's um no I mean it's it's really like uh I mean it's mostly there's there's already the fact that you know she's black and he's a skinhead um there's that and then when he finds out she's trans well I don't want to ruin anything oh, but I, my I am God I need it <laughs> I'm part of the uh I'm part of the the neo Nazi mess. Uh, a click or a cult, whatever you want to call it. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm one of the, uh, the, the meth heads who comes to, you know, the flop house and do drugs. So it was super fun. I mean, talk about roles that are really far away from me. Like I got to watch a lot of, you know, faces of meth wow, and, yeah. you know, Walmart yeah. ladies on, uh, you know, <laughs> tweakers at Walmart. That homework like, is hilarious so good yeah i mean so hilarious and so heartbreaking all at Sad, once right True. yeah True. yeah so yeah that's the probably that's the most recent but you know like i said who knows when we'll see that um i you know the other thing that's really taking up most of me is american horror story wow. um which i don't you know it's hard again i don't know uh, when or where that we'll see that either i'm hoping to you know that to a netflix or a you know hulu or amazon or you name it and have it you know streaming as a one-hour comedy special oh that's my goal because you know i (laughs) thank you i you know i've done two solo shows prior um but those were you know i did them the way i could afford them at the time and that was um with my you know, Spanish teacher budget <laughs> when, I, you know, I was conjugating verbs for money and uh, what didn't go towards rent and food uh, went towards putting this play on stage. And, you know, I'd been there, done that. And if worst case, if I have to, uh, you know, put it up that way, then I will. But like I said, at this point, I have my sights set on something much bigger. I, oh, you know, I've awesome. had a taste of the TV audience and I, I want, I want more of that. Yes. No, I yeah. think there's a lot more coming for Naomi. Yeah. Well, and, awesome. and they want to see it. Like, this is a story about, you know, hustling. And it's, you're going to see the pre pepper and the post pepper and the, you know, becoming pepper, the, you know, during pepper. And that's, I, I think it's a story that, you know, I know people want to hear because yeah. they, you know, they show up at the comic cons and they ask the questions and they love the answers. So wouldn't they rather, wouldn't, wouldn't they want to see it like curated on stage? Like, yes. Give the people yeah. what they want. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Well, so, good luck with that. I really hope that this comes into fruition yeah. and that we are able oh. to catch this on Netflix soon. That sounds so exciting. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Is Netflix listening? I hope maybe. <laughs> I hope so. Of course are y- are y'all are. getting crunchy? <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've got the yogis listening. We've got the horror Netflix. fans. This is Crunch yeah. We got a lot of horror fans tuning in right now. That's right. 
Uh, well, true. you have been such a delight to talk to, Miss yes. Naomi. Thank I cannot you. thank, thank you, you so enough much. for coming on. Really hope we get the chance to talk again sometime. Yes. Thank you so much for having me anytime. Of course. We'll have a wonderful rest of your Crunchtober. And please don't be a stranger. I won't. <laughs> Namaste to you. Namaste. <laughs> thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Naomi. Naomi. She was awesome. Oh. I'm glowing. (laughs) I'm glowing here. She was awesome. How fun was she? God, I love some of the insights behind uh, American Horror Story. I love that she watches the other seasons that she wasn't in, caught up to date and hooked on the new season. I hate that I didn't know that she was in Apocalypse. Where Where were you on that? How did we not know that? But like you said, though, we were a little in and out of Apocalypse. No, and we were. That was my excuse, and that was true. It doesn't change the fact that someone from the Crunchtastic R&D department is getting so fired once we're out (laughs) here. You're gone. (laughs) Totally (laughs) dropped the ball there. Nine-iron, No, but can you imagine being on that set of Freak Show? Like, Like she said, like, what an experience, like, even behind the scenes, seeing again, like, the people from the the big names to the freaks, like she said. I mean, I would call them that. But, you know, whatever. It's just such an experience. How cool is she? She's great. Wow. She was super cool. A fun way to start Crunchtober. Oh, now I'm just so excited for Crunchtober. Oh, and things are just heating up in season five. Crunchtober has just begun. And 8080's dream car giveaway number 50 for an A90 Supra plus $40,000 in cash is going on right now. Mm-hmm. The deadline to enter is October 10th. You do not want to miss out. Nor do you want to forget to check out somethingcrunchy.com where you'll find every episode, our links for social media, and the Almighty Crunch Store where you'll find all kinds of crunchy gear showing that you are a proud citizen of Crunch Nation. Then there's the Something Crunchy Facebook group. Oh, man, if you haven't checked it out, come get weird with us in there and find us on TikTok, YouTube, and Pornhub as well. This has been another episode of Something Crunchy. And as always, don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life and be crunchy to one another. Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. Thank you for listening. And as always, don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. I gotta start that. (laughs) Brain out of gas. (laughs) Brain out of gas. (laughs) (laughs) Life. (sighs) This has been another... Mm -mm. There you go. (laughs) Coins are down.